0: This is P1 listener James Elliott, and you're watching The X Factor Podcast, brought to you by Bottom Gun Coffee.
1: That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! Welcome, everybody, to the X-Factor podcast. I am your fearless leader, John Rennie. No. And in the other square is uh, Coach Brew. Sorry, I'm reading off his cue cards. I'm reading off of the wrong script. You are. I'm Coach Brew. That's John Rennie. This is episode number 53. It is, yes. And this is the first time in 53 attempts, I believe, that we have gotten the episode number correct.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Pat in the back, thank you. Uh, we are brought to you by our friends at Bottom Gun Coffee. BottomGunCoffee.com yes.
0: yes, I drink every day.
1: Uh, but do you drink Bottom Gun Coffee every day? I do. You just said I drink every day. I'm like, yeah. Tell me I, something we don't know. The man. I drink got Bottom awful. Gun Coffee
0: every day, and as well as. I drink bourbon every day, but most days. I'm
1: telling you, bourbon flavored pre-workout. There's got to be a market for that.
0: There's got to be a market for that. Yeah, I think you're right. We'll have to put that, uh, we'll have to develop it and put it on the uh, X-Factor merch store here soon.
1: What is the link to the X-Factor merch store where people can go and buy their uh, Let's Go Brandon t-shirts?
0: That's a great question.
1: Uh, we really don't have Let's Go Brandon t shirts.
0: We do not, but it's kind of a long URL. So, but I'll just uh, say that uh, we'll put a link in uh, if you're following us on Twitter, we'll put that link out there. But it's basically it's X Factor Podcast Merch dot my dot com. So, not really short, but we'll put a link out there for you.
1: But JR, they make these things called URL shorteners.
0: Yeah, I know. I haven't done that yet. Because my producer, our producer spent a year supposedly working on this merch store and uh, never never got off the ground.
1: So. A year doing nothing. Yeah. 50 episodes.
0: Now let's be
1: honest. Yeah. So this so, episode is very festive and seasonal. Very. It is X Factor Christmas Movies. Yes. Are we allowed to say that still in America in 2021, or do we have to call them holiday movies?
0: I don't know. You know, I haven't really heard about the war on Christmas this year, but usually that happens. Somebody gets offended by it, but uh, for us... somebody was
1: so offended by my Christmas cups, I had to switch to a red cup. Oh, wait, that was Starbucks. Never mind.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, we're going to call it X-Factor Christmas movies because that's... uh, that's what they're known for is being Christmas movies. They're not holiday movies because holiday could be Easter, right? It could be, well, of course, that's a Christian holiday, too. Maybe it could be, I don't know, Veterans Day or it could be- Columbus Arbor Day. Day. Columbus Day. We can't say Columbus Day either.
1: Nope.
0: Arbor Day would work. Yeah.
1: yeah. Until uh, trees are canceled, we're safe with that.
0: We should be in good shape
1: with Arbor Day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started the show is what makes a Christmas movie, right? Is it that the main theme of the movie is something about Christmas or is it that it was a film that was that was made to be released during the Christmas season yeah, right? just
1: so or set at Christmas time right? or set
0: at Christmas time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so that's, that's, a that's probably an ongoing debate and, and, uh, that's going to be some good discussion about that. We actually have the list here of the IMDB top 100 Christmas movies yeah. of all time.
1: What list? The IMDB. So time out. Funny yeah. story, Jr. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend We'll call him Adam, okay. well, because that's his name. And oh. a bunch of us were—he comes to our guys' weekend, uh, Memorial Day weekend every year. And a bunch of us were talking about—I forget—some movie that was coming out uh, or had just come out. And someone was looking up a—he's like, "I never heard of it. What? You know, describe it for me." And my other buddy Carl. Said, uh, just look it up on imdb.com. And he's like, what? He said, look it up on imdb.com. And Adam, who uh, is a very bright young man, however, enjoys um, adult beverages quite a bit on our guys weekend. He's like, are you serious? And Carl said, yeah. I just looked at him like, look it up, dude. He's like who the hell would create a website called i <laughs> And, you know, it was one of those, you had to be there, but he was convinced what he heard was I'm a DB.com. And he was convinced that it was some sort of slight or slur at him for not yeah. knowing anything about this movie that came out. But yeah, uh, anytime, and this is years ago. So anytime that like we're talking, we referenced yeah. that website with him. And it's just one of those things like when your buddies will never live something down. Right, right. So every time I hear anyone say, I am DB, yeah, I, I just giggle. I'm a DB, yeah. Yep. yep, I just giggle. I, I even,
0: what does it stand for anyway? I don't even know. Is
1: International it- Movie Douchebag uh, Database.
0: <laughs> okay, that makes sense. I am have a little bit of a monitor problem. I'm going to hold on one second. I am switching my monitor
1: here. This is like doing a podcast with Parker. I'm sitting across from an empty chair. (laughs) A chair filled with nothing.
0: (laughs) It is. It's terrible. Um, Poor
1: audio quality. Something wrong with the monitor. This is like, uh, it's like the DFE is back. (laughs) I honestly think. He might be haunting our podcast.
0: It could be. I don't know why, but uh, suddenly everything went uh, screwy here. Oh,
1: yeah, that kid was a gift that just keeps on giving. Kind of like uh, I don't know, um, some sort of heinous infection or anus infection, however you want to pronounce that.
0: Am I back? I'm not back yet. Am I?
1: You're not back. Uh, you are back in black
0: because all I see go. is
1: a picture of you in a black T-shirt, and now you're back.
0: Wow, that's this is what happens when you don't have a show producer. We suddenly I, my screen went blank. Things and get
1: fixed. You mean things get fixed?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. If we if we had if we had the uh, the the uh, former uh, producer, it would have just been a black blank screen, and we would have erased the podcast. So we're still here. We're still fighting, and that's good.
1: Mr. Okay. and Mrs. Bickerson reporting for duty. And we are probably going to argue over Christmas movies. Um, yeah. I will, I will say one thing, JR. Yeah. This IMDB. Yes. Top 100 list. Yes. I, I have a bone to pick with them. I do, too. About number 12.
0: Number 12. We'll just go right down to number 12, huh?
1: And hey, we can start wherever you want.
0: Yeah, uh, number 12. That's kind of interesting. Edward Scissorhands. Is that what you? Yeah, Edward Scissorhands. Yep. How oh, is that a Christmas movie?
1: I don't know, but um, that's one of those movies that was very easily parodied by the adult film industry. Of course. And turned into Edward Penis Hands, in case anyone's wondering.
0: I had no idea. But um, what's interesting is the guy that wrote this article, his name is Eric Scissor Hands. So maybe, maybe that's the reason. He, maybe his. his uh, it's got
1: to be his username on IMDb. I, I think it is, yeah. Can't think, be his real name. No, I don't think it is. But number one, yeah, I'm sure plenty. I mean, you can identify today as whatever you want to be. So I'm sure, like someone identifies as being scissor-handed.
0: Ah, yeah. I guess well, there's like these things called these people known as furries, or they make they dress up as in furry costumes. Maybe there's people who dress up with scissor hands. I don't know. Maybe it's the same thing.
1: Yeah, um, this guy's been an IMDb member for 15 years. Uh, he runs, I guess, different polls there. So okay. this is one of his this Christmas list is one of his polls. Hmm. Um, yeah. Edward Scissorhands is not a Christmas movie.
0: I don't think so. Even if it takes place and it was released for the Christmas season, it just doesn't even spark any memories of a, a, like a Christmas type of movie at all. It didn't make make sense to me at all. And the other thing that's kind of interesting is the, uh, of course, you know, number one on the list is It's a Wonderful Life, where everybody would say, yeah, that's a Christmas movie. Um, It's not one of my favorites, but I know for a lot of people, It's a Wonderful Life is a favorite that they
1: play every year. kind of dark in some ways, isn't it?
0: Yeah, to me, it's just not, I don't know. I I just don't, uh, it doesn't spark anything with me uh, when I watch it. So it's nothing special to me.
1: It's got 8.6 stars, 8.6 rating out of 10, I believe.
0: Yeah, it does. That's supposed to be pretty good. But the number two is very interesting because it's probably the most controversial uh yeah, which, movie of
1: all. Time. I'm not I'm not debating the fact that it is number two. I'm not questioning the 8.2 rating, <laughs> but I am questioning who was surveyed. Yeah. Because this is this is one of those classic arguments that is as old as um, yes. humanity. It is well. It's probably like, as I, as I as imagine as cavemen were arguing certain things back in the day. Yes. Do you eat ice cream cake with a spoon or a fork? Oh Number one. Yes. Number yes. two is Die Hard a Christmas movie. <laughs> the correct right. answer is spoon. By the way. Spoon?
0: Yeah, I'm a guy that will, if if I can get a fork in it, I'm gonna eat it with a fork. I will prefer a fork over a spoon. Yeah,
1: I know. Well, Die Hard, Christmas movie, not a Christmas movie, John. I said yes, I always say yes. yes.
0: Yeah, and, I, and it's only because it's some it, some people get upset when you say that, so I just take that position. Absolutely. Yeah, like I, yeah, there's a Christmas ornament that says it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from uh, Nakatomi Plaza. So, and I think that uh, that's a clear indication of the feelings people have towards Die Hard as a Christmas movie. It's a great
1: the, movie. The greatest ugly Christmas sweater I ever saw was a picture oh. of Nakatomi Plaza <laughs> on like in one of those ugly yeah, Christmas yeah. sweater patterns. Yeah, yeah. With like the windows exploding out of one side of it, I mean, like that's some nuanced Christmas humor right there. Right, that's pretty good. But like, so I would love for our listeners to, uh, whether you're watching like a clip on social, you're watching on YouTube, uh, you are on one of your favorite podcasting apps, comment somewhere, you know, whether or not you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, because I bet it's gonna be a fifty-fifty split. That's a heated argument.
0: It is a heated argument. You wonder. It's kind of funny that 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 one film of all the films that are sort of released at Christmas and have a Christmas in the background. Why that one has become so? Con- I don't know where where the origin story is. Why it became so controversial? But it's just kind of funny. Everybody has a strong opinion about it, one way or the
1: other. I, I think it's very uh, age and gender driven. Wow probably true follow me on this okay I think most of us you know adult males members of the older persuasion of adult males who really kind of grew up with Die Hard in 1988 um, especially today it resonates with us yeah because I think there's a little bit of John McClane in all of us (laughs) <laughs> yes. where we want for there to be a little bit of John McClain. Okay. If you've ever, um, so first of all, he kicked his coverage with his wife. Yes, that's right? true. So mm-hmm. there's that. Secondly, have you ever been at a Christmas party you really didn't want to go to? Every time. Yep. And then uh, thirdly, you know, it's a great underdog story.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it's like, you know, one man against the world. And of course, like it was one of our former em- enemies, yeah. Germany, you know, German terrorists, which you just don't hear about anymore, except for Angela Merkel. You know, uh, they, uh, you know, these people at their corporate Christmas party are being held hostage by uh, German terrorists at Nakatomi Plaza in L.A. Yeah. And then I forget the uh the cop's name and I forget oh, yeah, who the yeah. actor was.
0: Yeah. But, uh, that
1: yeah. That was his buddy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. I like that. It's a great movie. Like I said, it's just kind of funny how it's uh you know, but I, I'm gonna say it's a Christmas movie and I am DB. I am uh DB agrees with me. So that's yep. That's good. Some some others on the list here in the top ten. Uh, a Christmas Carol. I mean, obviously, this is the they call it the nineteen fifty one version of it. Um, great, you know, great movie, great story. Definitely a Christmas movie. Not particularly something I watch every year. Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer, the animated. Yeah, that's that's a Christmas movie. Uh, obviously, again, something you might watch, but not on my list. The the, the the one that's number five is probably a favorite of mine, and that is. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I think that's a classic movie from 1989.
1: So I will – I may as well say this right now. Number one, uh, I am shocked that Christmas Vacation isn't ranked higher.
0: Uh, I agree, yeah.
1: Like that is one, maybe two. In my mind, yeah. Uh, however, I, I would uh, I'd like to speak to the ranking system and um, make a very non-controversial political statement about X Factor Christmas movies, Jr. All right, go for it. Bye. So. It's basically a statement of, well, is this kind of like me bringing my X Factor Christmas movie to the podcast first and then we'll get to yours if that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Because I think you're going to be very surprised with what my X Factor Christmas movie is.
0: I have no idea. I have no idea what you're what you've chosen.
1: Well, I will put it to you this way. This is my uh, very uh, non-controversial political position on this on this matter, I believe Christmas movies are like bourbon. Okay. There is no good bourbon or bad bourbon. There is only bourbon you like and bourbon I like. Interesting. Interesting. I do believe that everyone is entitled to their own personal taste and opinion and what is an X Factor Christmas movie to them. And um, I say that in the spirit of giving, in the the Christmas spirit, feeling festive. And this is the holiday spirit filling me with with tidings of great comfort and joy, comfort and joy, comfort and joy. And I will also say this there is an exception to every rule and edward freaking scissorhands (laughs) is the exception to that rule if that's your favorite christmas movie you deserve to be cursed with scissorhands for the rest of your life
0: it was in the top 20 too it doesn't even make sense why edward scissorhands would be in the top 20 of all Christmas movie. Yeah, but if you think
1: about it, you know, it is personal preference. For example, um, you know, I love every year, I love, and my kids, you know, it drives them nuts. I love watching Charlie Brown Christmas as a family.
0: Yeah. Even though awesome.
1: my kids have outgrown it. I don't think you would ever outgrow something like that. And a lot of the joy for a grown up, a right, parent in watching that, a very dated movie for us is seeing the joy in their kids faces same thing with watching rudolph yeah any of those yeah. movies you know so i do believe that it is uh, personal preference and i it, i'm kind of being like planet fitness today i am a judgment-free zone <laughs> okay. for the first time in my life jr i am a yeah. judgment-free zone wow, all right well Good. Did that shock the bejesus
0: out of you? It is. You're just saying that uh, everyone's opinion matters.
1: Almost everyone's. Okay. Everyone except for uh, ISIS, Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Uh, cancer. Okay. Uh, what was it? Boko Haram. Yeah, that's... Paris that's cool. group. Um, yeah. Gout. Gout's opinion doesn't matter. Diabetes' opinion doesn't matter. Uh, Bernie Sanders, Justin Bieber, and the band Nickelback. Oh, and the Clintons. Other than that, you can have an opinion. Careful. Except for maybe that Kim Jong un guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that makes sense. Uh, I don't think he watched Christmas movies anyway, so. Uh. Yeah, number six on the list is Home Alone. Again, a classic uh, Christmas movie, uniquely Christmas movie. Number seven is A Christmas Story, Don't Shoot Your Eye Out. Uh, That's a classic as well. Um, Eight is uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Again, um, a favorite of some people, not of mine, but uh, definitely a classic Christmas movie.
1: The original one's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And nine is Scrooged, uh, which is a good movie, although I wouldn't have ranked it as high as it is. And then number 10 is Elf. So those are the top 10 and we can talk about some others. But what uh, was remarkable to me when you go through this list of the top 20, there were some that were missing from that list, I thought.
1: Well, how about number 16?
0: Uh, Let me see. Not a
1: Christmas movie sorry i was being judgmental in my Uh, humble but highly accurate opinion that is not a christmas movie
0: Fifteen was gremlins yeah i said well it doesn't make any sense yeah yeah uh that didn't make sense to me being a christmas movie um number 18 was the shop around the corner i never heard of that one of course the 1940 film but uh charlie brown christmas made the list at 19 and the christmas chronicles i've never seen uh but that's also in the top 20 but Here's some ones that I said weren't on the top 20. It was a little surprising. One is Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know that? Remember that movie where they're trying to find the perfect Christmas gift? No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. The original Grinch movie was not on this, you know, Uh, the original cartoon Grinch. That that should have been on that top 20 list, I thought. Um, Home Alone 2 with... President Trump should have been there just because of President Trump being on that movie.
1: Not my president.
0: <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> uh, and uh, another one, it, okay, when I say these words, what's your first reaction to this movie, Polar Express?
1: Um, I don't know anything about it. was okay. a train ride.
0: There's a train um, ride, goes yeah. from
1: Maine to New Hampshire called the Polar Express.
0: That yeah, takes place was, in the
1: holidays. That's the only thing you know, I know of Polar Express.
0: It was a like an animated movie that came out. Tom Hanks starred in it, and um, some people claim it's a, a great Christmas movie. It's not in the top twenty, but for me, it's a creepy movie. The uh, it's it's sort of a realistic cartoon, and it it's I think it has a creepy nature to it.
1: Well, so it a it. realistic cartoon. Yeah. This is kind of an oxymoron. Cartoon should not be realistic. No, exactly. By the very fact that it's realistic, in my opinion, automatically makes it creepy.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: There's one on the list I think is very underrated. And again, Christmas movies are like bourbon. There's no good or bad. There's just what you like and what I like. But number 37, The Ref. Oh, yeah. With Dennis Leary, Judy Davis, Kevin Spacey. um, Man. Dennis Leary is hilarious. He basically, uh, he's a cat burglar and um, the family got home while he was like burglarizing their home and he was forced to take this very dysfunctional bickering family hostage (laughs) to avoid being caught. And it almost, he almost turns into like a marriage counselor while he's holding the couple hostage. And it, if you haven't seen the ref, the ref, All right. go see it. It is great.
0: <laughs> All right, I got to write that down. So this is your X Factor movie, Christmas movie recommendation. If you haven't seen, it's just
1: it. a recommendation because I don't believe there are X Factor Christmas movies. I believe there are Christmas movies I like and Christmas movies you like.
0: All right, but it, but some may have some lessons in there that we can learn as leaders, as entrepreneurs. So that's why I found one to have the X factor.
1: So Christmas vacation would be one of those then. It could be. Never give your employees, this is the leadership lesson, never give your employees a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club when they're expecting a bonus check. Exactly, exactly.
0: Because Peasant Eddie might come and kidnap you. All right. Do you want to start us off? What is your? Even though you said all opinions matter and uh, it's a matter of per- personal preference, do you want to start with your the movie that you the Christmas movie you feel has the X factor in your mind?
1: Oh, it's a hundred percent Christmas Vacation. Ah, I love it.
0: One of my favorite. It, it was second. It was second on my list
1: because it is a um, it is a slice of Americana. Yes. There's so many pop culture references that transcend the generations. Yes. Like you ask kids today who Cousin Eddie is, they know. (laughs) You ask our parents who Cousin Eddie is, they know. Like it is a uh, multi generational Christmas classic. Yep. But it was also part of a series that wasn't necessarily a Christmas movie series. It was part of the vacation. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Completely different kids in every movie, but yes, still, I mean, that was kind of part of its charm, but I do think that was Chevy chase at his absolute best. This is right after his, uh, Saturday night live, uh, era. And he was coked out of his mind probably when he's filming Christmas vacation, but it, Mm -hmm. um, If you've ever struggled to put up Christmas lights, if you've ever struggled to get all the presents wrapped as a dad and assemble the toys and things the night before, it's super relatable Yeah, in an incredibly dysfunctional sort of crazy way that makes you want to drink whiskey straight out of a Tasmanian devil coffee mug. Like Chevy Chase's character, you know? I um, mean, there's just so much there. I could go on forever. I don't want to rehash the whole movie for our listeners, but, and, and to your point, there are a bunch of kind of funny leadership lessons where you sort of hide the medicine in the candy. Right. If right. you had to pull one, I gave you mine. If yeah. you had to pull a leadership lesson out of Christmas vacation, what would it be, JR?
0: Uh, Well, no, actually, I I actually talk about it in my book. I I actually refer to the scene, the reaction that Chevy Chase has when he does get the Jelly of the Month Club. And uh, he goes on a tirade, you know, uh, calling his boss every name in the book. And uh, I actually... Did something very similar in my time in the navy. Uh, I lost it on one of my colleagues in a very similar fashion in front of the entire control room on a deployed submarine at sea, yelling into the phone at somebody who was actually superior to me at the time. Uh, and uh, and it was because I had just completely lost it. He had pushed me to the end. And one of the lessons I learned from that is, and 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 when I when I went and I realized after I had, you know, opened up on this guy. That I, I went after after the watch was over and I went over to apologize because I really lost it on him in front of God and everyone. Right. And uh, he said, no big deal. You know, we're we're both doing our jobs. No big deal. One thing I learned from that lesson was that, uh, is you know, we have to have thick skin as as uh, as leaders. We have to have thick skin when we're in workplace environments and we shouldn't let little things bother us. We should forgive and forget quickly. And that he taught me that lesson uh and but i again i had a tirade very similar to chevy chase uh in the middle of the control room and i had every every eye in the control room was looking at me like oh my gosh lieutenant rainy has lost it (laughs) so uh, i have been in that position before so that's the lesson i uh, that i actually talk about in my new book
1: did you tell him you're going to look him straight in the eye and tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirty-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-left, worm-headed, sack-of-monkey shit he is? Hallelujah! Where's the title at all? Holy shit!
0: That is the best. <laughs> That's going to be the opening for the show. I'm just going to play that. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. That was my leadership lesson. What about others that you saw in there?
1: I was asking you.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it ended up in my book. That's how much it, uh, that's. Which book? Oh, all in the same boat. This one. And where is that available? All in the same boat, Okay. Thank you. Yeah.
1: See how I help you out and get you that little uh, plug, that little public service announcement.
0: I appreciate that. Look at this; I'm wearing uh, chin up, just out gear today. Nice long sleeve version since it's cold outside. Yeah. I see you're wearing the hoodie, the tie dye red tie dye hoodie. Uh, from- I um,
1: I find it hard to believe that it's long sleeve weather in North Carolina. Uh, Does that mean it's like under eighty degrees?
0: It was forty one this morning.
1: Ooh, yeah. Yeah. you put socks on.
0: I did with my Crocs.
1: This is like Dr. Seuss. Socks with Crocs. Socks with Crocs.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a classic. I love, I love uh, Christmas vacation, and and uh, <clears throat> you know the couple living next door. It's actually Elaine from Seinfeld, and and some. Yeah, that whole that whole interaction between the two of them is is a classic as well, too. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good movie. Um, And yours? I uh, took... Actually, if you look at this list, you chose number uh, five on the list. I actually chose number ten on the list, and that is, as you mentioned... Edward
1: Scissorhands?
0: That's it. Edward Scissorhands. I want to talk about it. How did I know? no I chose elf you gotta uh, be
1: elf and kidding me
0: I am not I am hundred percent I am a big elf man I love the movie it's my favorite I probably can quote most of the movie to you um, uh, it is it was you know filmed and it was released in 2003 and directed by John Favreau. Who I was, am
1: today years old when I learned John Favreau directed yeah. elf
0: yes. He directed Elf. He also plays the doctor when uh, they bring Elf to do the paternity test.
1: He directed uh, Iron The I wrote yes. and directed the Iron Man yes. series of movies. And then independently, he did that movie Chef, which I thought was awesome. That was his first movie.
0: Yeah. Elf yep. was his second movie. So, yeah, that's interesting. And actually, if you remember the scene where, where Mr. Narwhal comes out of the water and says, Oh, yeah. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. That's actually John Favreau's voice uh, playing that part. So he is uh, an amazing, he actually did all the Mandalorian. He uh, directed the Mandalorian series on Disney. So the guy's an amazing director, but I, I didn't know that he actually did this. Uh, he was for- a
1: fired and failed director at one point. He was, yeah. He resurrected his career. It's impressive. Like yes. act two of his career is arguably greater than act one. I love the guy.
0: Yeah, no, I think he's he's very funny. He makes great movies, great. He tells great stories. Yep. You know, Elf is a funny story. And here's what I like about, it too, is it's got James Khan, uh, I guess you pronounce it Con, Uh Bob Newhart, Ed Asner are all in that movie. Yeah, he's
1: related to Shaka.
0: exactly. Yes. Uh, and, you know, Bob Newhart's. I was always, always a fan of Bob Newhart, you know, his dry sense of humor. He plays the Papa Elf, and that's just it's such a dry it's his normal comedic sense i love that um <clears throat> so when alpha was released it it uh, did 220 million, 220 million in uh, box office receipts on a 33 million dollar budget so it was generally a big success consider one of the uh, greatest christmas movies of all time according to imdb it did it, it's on the top 10 it didn't make the top five but um and um now here's here's the thing I think it is the greatest Christmas leadership movie of all time. I think there's so okay. many leadership lessons in Elf that I I love to le- learn these le- leadership lessons. So first of all, some people just don't fit in, right? As a leader, everybody knows that there are some people that just don't fit in. And Elf was one of these guys, he was... He was human, who was raised by elves, and he never quite fit in. He couldn't find his talent. The only thing he had for talent was changing the light bulbs and uh, changing the pitch in the chorus. Right? Uh, he he, uh, he. knew a
1: guy he, like that. I mean, he's no longer part of the podcast, but I think everybody knows a guy like that.
0: Exactly. Somebody doesn't. Fit raised in. by
1: the Amish, right? Right. Just didn't fit in here. Yes.
0: Uh, the other thing is employees need to discover things on their own, right? They, We try to tell people to do things, but they have to sometimes figure it out on their own. And and Elf had to go to New York and figure out his story on his own about his father, find his father, find the story. He had to do it on his own. And Pop Elf knew that. As a good leader, he knew he, that Junior Elf had to figure that out on his own. So great story. The other thing is people will always amaze you. So think about the scene when they're getting ready for, is it uh, – uh, gimbals, they're getting gimbals ready for the holiday, and yep. uh, and Elf spends the night in there and he, he trans completely transforms this place into a winter wonderland. Again, employees will su- surprise you if you give them those opportunities, and uh, Elf was one of those types. Um, uh, one thing, um, he's the
1: overachiever that ruins the curve for the rest of the class on exams, yes,
0: yes, at the yeah, and you wouldn't think it would come from him but he was raised by elves, so it does make sense, right? Another lesson, don't pick a snowball fight with someone from the North Pole. If you remember the scene, you know, where uh, him and his half-brother get into a snowball fight, and suddenly Elf becomes this amazing snowball fight, guys, because he grew up on the North Pole, in the North Pole, so he's going to be great at snowball fights, and that's a great lesson as a leader. Sometimes you don't want to pick a fight with someone that uh, is much more experienced in a particular area. There's you know, um, you know, discretion is often a better time of valor. Sometimes, sometimes we should walk away from arguments with people that uh, know more than we do. In this case, uh, they shouldn't have picked a fa- a fight with someone who had actually raised on the North Pole. And then the last one I like is <clears throat> employees can spot a fake. If you're if you're being fake and false, you're going to smell like beef and cheese, right? If you're if you're not being honest with your employees, if you're not um, beef and cheese. Don't you remember the line from Elf where he says, You're not the real Santa. You smell like beef and cheese. Uh, it says you stink, you smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa at all. Uh I th- I think employees can take can tell when we're faking it, when we're not, our hearts not in it, when we're not telling the truth. So uh there's a few other lessons, but I think ELF has got a lot of really good leadership lessons if you look at it from that bent. Uh and you write about leadership that uh that that i do and i think one of the other lessons too is that people need to to believe in your vision to bring it to life and so if you remember uh in the movie they're trying to get uh people to have the christmas spirit so that the santa's sleigh will um will fly right and he's saying the best way the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to singing uh, is singing loud for all to hear. Well, it's the same thing with our vision. We've got to get people on board our vision. They have to they have to believe in it if we're going to make our our dreams fly. If we're going to make our vision come to life,
1: yeah. And so, you got to walk it first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think there's some leadership lessons. I mean, it's kind of funny. I maybe it's because I'm a leadership author that I see these things in funny movies. But I think there's a lot of leadership lessons in the movie Elf. And, um, by the way, uh, because I like the movie Elf, is that on my website at johnsrenny.com. Oh, here we go. Now until Christmas, you can get 20% off anything on my website. Uh, Anything? Anything.
1: So I can get 20% off of the You Have the Watch workbook. You can I wish I had that promo code two years ago when I ordered half a dozen copies. It's not,
0: it's not two years ago
1: <laughs> It is close.
0: It's a year ago. It was supposed to be released a year ago, but Covid um, was Can I blame Covid. But anyways, on my website right now, if you use the discount code Elf 20, you get 20 percent off any of your orders from now until Christmas. And I use my Elf reference.
1: That is an elf and good deal, right there, folks. johnsrenny.com promo code ELF20. ELF L twenty. How do you spell that? E-L-F-20. 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 ELF two zero. ELF two zero. Yes. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that is a timeless classic. It at is least more of a timeless classic than Edward Scissorhands.
0: I'm not into Edward Scissorhands. I don't understand that. But hey.
1: Who eats their own, I guess. You know what's ranked a little low? What's that? Charlie Brown Christmas is number 19. Yeah. Now, in a way, I understand it's more of a Christmas special, a TV Christmas special than a, quote, movie. Yeah. But it's Charlie Brown Christmas. Do, Do young people
0: even know who Charlie Brown is? I mean, is it relevant? I don't know. Anyone under the age of twenty,
1: They might know Snoopy.
0: Yeah, they might know Snoopy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because they still sell the Snoopy snow cone maker at our Walmart up here.
0: Do they really? I had one of those. Mm-hmm. Not a long time ago.
1: Yeah. Um, Acid wash jeans are, are uh, just now making their way up here. We still have uh, Redbox box. Um, where you can get a vhs tape i mean uh salanda time forgot maine so yeah people still recognize snoopy up here but it's
0: true we did see a red box in the walmart in uh in maine so (laughs)
1: yes so the reason i'm disappointed it didn't rank higher is if you think about the premise yeah behind charlie brown christmas you know he uh He's very upset about the commercialization of Christmas.
0: Yes, yeah. And
1: he is trying to seek out a deeper meaning yes. of the holiday. And it's just such a great message that, again, timeless, you know. It's evergreen, no pun intended. Charlie, Shout out, Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things you don't ever get tired of watching uh, as, you know, a member of the older persuasion, which I guess technically we are compared to them. Yeah. Them youngins here, get off my lawn. <laughs> but uh, I am amazed that was number 19. I'm just glad it's in the top 20. I hope kids today have not completely forgotten about uh, Peanuts and Charlie Brown and all that.
0: I think they may have, but I'm sure it's being replaced by
1: other things that are just as wholesome. Oh, of course. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Well why, why isn't the Grinch, the original cartoon Grinch, not on this list and the Jim Carrey remake, the live action um Grinch, uh not my favorite. I like the original cartoon, but um still those two
1: The original cartoon is number twenty four, how the Grinch stole okay. Christmas.
0: Okay, so just off
1: the top twenty. That makes That was sense. in nineteen sixty six.
0: Wow, before I was born.
1: Yeah. Well, that's again part of the fabric of the holiday, fabric of our society. Everybody knows who the Grinch is. Yeah, yeah. Whether they've seen it or not, he uh, lives in infamy. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, this is uh, this is the Christmas movie episode. But uh, what's the one Christmas song that, when you hear it, begins the? It begins the Christmas season for you. By the way, when do you, oh. when do you play the first Christmas song?
1: Uh, Black Friday. Okay. Prior to that, it's still officially pumpkin spice season. Yes. And then we shift gears into uh, peppermint mocha season. Yes. So uh, on Black Friday, that's when you put your tree up so you can play Christmas music, do all that. Um, What was your question again? What song? What's the the
0: song that says Christmas season has begun for you?
1: Uh, SpongeBob. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas. Don't be a jerk. Have you ever heard that? great song, timeless message. it transcends the Christmas holiday like that's 365 days of the year. There's a leadership lesson there. Sometimes you just have to be very matter of fact and speak your mind with your people. It could be it's Christmas, don't be a jerk. it could be it's Monday. don't it's Monday morning. don't be a jerk. It's Friday at five. Don't be a jerk. It's timeless. I like it.
0: I don't know it. I don't know the song, but um,
1: there's a great deal of elegance and simplicity in that lesson I shared. Ah, oh, yeah, I like it. I like it.
0: Yeah, and for you. What's the song, Jr. Oh. I mean, it's, you know, as soon as, it, for me, as soon as Santa comes down, the Macy's Day Parade on Thanksgiving afternoon, I guess it's late morning, then is when you can first, you can open up the can of Mariah Carey, and she is there 24-7 until Christmas Eve, Christmas, the end of Christmas night, I guess.
1: I thought you were going to say you could open up a can of pre-workout.
0: <laughs> I probably will. Uh, I probably will. Um yeah, my boys were putting their eggnog
1: Christmas- flavored pre-workout for the holidays, JR? They do,
0: they do make it. They do make it. I'll take it. Yeah. I uh they uh well, they were giving me their Christmas list the other day, and um, there's pre-workout, um Protein, liquid protein, liquid grip, you know, for for, for gripping barbells. These this uh gym bag protein shakers. Yeah, my boys are yeah, easy to buy for. That's good. Yeah, gym related objects so
1: <laughs> yeah christmas music yeah friday black friday yeah i i, I can do it i can do what a it. racket that is
0: yeah i can do it day before or maybe a half a day before i can do it on thanksgiving day mm-hmm. but nothing before um yeah we have the debate in the car coming back from church my wife Said, is it time for Christmas music yet? And I said, no. No, Santa hasn't come down.
1: It Maybe. makes it a lot tougher in a warm weather climate, too. Oh, yeah. 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 It's hard to really feel the Christmas spirit. Yeah. When we first moved down to North Carolina, um, the uh, six longest years of my life, as I like to call them, um, it was really hard to get in the Christmas spirit when you're wearing like shorts and uh, yeah. flip flops.
0: Yeah, I remember. When I was dating my wife, we were living in Florida. I went there for Christmas uh, dinner and um, we went for a walk around the neighborhood in shorts and a t-shirt after uh, after Thanksgiving, uh, after the Thanksgiving meal. And I was just, you know, ap- you know, having grown up in New Hampshire, it would seem a little strange to me to be, you know, 72, whatever it was, you know, sunny. Yeah, it's hard to be- The get nice
1: it. thing is with global warming and climate change and all that, you know, like, We'll be getting florida's weather and they'll be getting ours we just have to stick around long enough a couple give it a couple of years
0: yeah yeah i don't know i i uh you know i, I hunt i go hunting every year in october and i have been doing the same we go in the same place since i was a teenager and I, I tell you what it does seem like it's getting warmer
1: mm-hmm. I mean, it was the hottest year this past year now, do you cross state lines with your AR-15?
0: I do. I, I Not with the AR-15. I have a shotgun, but I do cross many state lines with it, yes. I drove up there, so I probably crossed a lot, maybe 15 state lines. Oh, so, yeah.
1: you have a bump stock on that?
0: I do not, but okay. maybe that might help me in my shooting of birds. Having a bump stock. Yeah.
1: Wow. It just got really dark. We're talking about nice Christmassy things and then you bring up semi-automatic weapons.
0: <laughs> Once again, I have no See idea. See it
1: transitioned from like pre-workout and weightlifting equipment yes. to violent yeah. weapons.
0: I have no idea that happened. Um, you know, and we don't want that to happen. We want people to have a great Christmas. Uh, actually... This episode is coming out right before Thanksgiving. So we Mm -hmm. we wish you a great and happy Thanksgiving and I hope great holiday season. And I think the lesson of SpongeBob is very clear. It is Christmas. Don't be a jerk. Enjoy the season. Don't be a jerk. I think that's a great lesson for all of us.
1: Now, did um, the Pilgrims, the Pilgrims had uh, Thanksgiving with the natives. Did they, when did they give them the smallpox blankets? Is that before or after Thanksgiving?
0: I don't know if that was the first Thanksgiving, but it certainly happened shortly after that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to fact check here.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's bad. We.
1: Yeah. So, um, yes, on behalf of everyone at the X Factor podcast, I would like, and when I say everyone, I mean the two of us, um, yes. I would like to wish you all a very, Happy Thanksgiving. If you are watching this or listening to it before Thanksgiving, share a picture and tag us. Share a picture of your favorite Thanksgiving side. Yeah. Or if your mother in law makes something as disgusting as mine, congealed vegetable, yes, jello or whatever, um, take a picture of that. And we would love, we'd love to see your Thanksgiving sides.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You take a picture of your Thanksgiving table. We'll retweet it and uh,
1: we'll share it. We'll retweet it, get it out there. Not the actual table, you idiots. Why not? Not the table. The table full of food is what oh, John well, means. why not just the table? We you? don't want just a picture of a table. Well, I'd say you're you thankful- know, I'm picturing someone just taking a picture of, like, their IKEA table. No,
0: in, like, 30 table. pieces
1: that they haven't figured out how to assemble in years with the turkey and the dressing
0: and the and the cranberry ah the cranberry
1: yeah you have a cranberry fetish and it's not healthy
0: i only have it twice a year i have cranberry on thanksgiving or christmas that's it well no in the, the meatballs occasionally
1: that that's another whole issue
0: will change your life there you have it yes. there it is
1: there it is another episode in the can I hope you found the 10% and were able to get rid of the 90 to make this useful for you. As always, we're brought to you by our friends at Bottom Gun Coffee, bottomguncoffee.com. Head on over there, tell them uh, Brew and JR sent you, and yes. don't mention Parker's name. No, no. Even though I just mentioned his name. Oops. Oops. Um, And, yeah, we'd love to see those pictures of your Thanksgiving sides. Um, What is our uh, Instagram again? Uh, It's podcast X Factor. It's backwards because Parker did it. Very fitting. At podcast X Factor. Yep. Yep. We should keep it that way as an homage to the little Amish boy.
0: I think we shall.
1: Yes. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Happy Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble.
0: Gobble, gobble. Uh.